0: Hello again. Now, the NHS recently passed its 75th birthday. I've worked within this extraordinary establishment for some 46 years now. As I've seen quite a lot of changes, it's slightly head-spinning. For the Labour post-war government, it was simply part of a plan to excise British society of those five great evils. Namely, want, disease, squalor, ignorance and idleness. As far as I'm aware, the Isle Man flipped the same switch in that July day in 1948. Must have been a busy one for some. I, th- I think it was Tinwall day over here. <laughs> All that national insurance to start collecting, for starters. In that time, we've seen so many things to marvel at. From the public health success, the mass vaccination programmes, and its plan to try to minimise the horror of such things as TB, polio, diphtheria. Moving on to... Measles, Gemma measles, mumps, and the, the various forms of meningitis. The latest notion of a plan to offer a jab for the RSV virus, a common cause of sometimes severe respiratory infections in babies and older adults. Not to forget COVID. Who could ever do that? COVID has now become embedded in our day to day lives, I think. Still lots of, some, and some severe cases about, some deaths, typically in the older members of our beautiful island society regularly appearing on death certificates, often written as COVID pneumonia. Some things, though, shine brightly through. Louise Brown, the world's first IVF baby, born in the rural Oldham Hospital in July '78, being one of those. When the consultant obstetrician who was in charge of that case spoke to us at the Old Lecture Theatre at the Old Newhall Hospital many years ago, It was packed. The one and only Mr Patrick Steptoe was there. And we all just sat there gazing at him in awe. (laughs) As the Synaptic team, though, ploughed through our local waiting lists for those awaiting hip and knee replacement surgery, we should be tipping our hats, too, to Professor John Tarnley, Professor of Orthopaedic Surgery across the way at Writington Hospital. Still a very widely used hospital for our local consultants for tertiary work. He performed the UK's first total hip replacement back in 1962. A combination of mechanical engineering and medical nous brought together this remarkable innovation. All those other joints now almost routinely replaced can look back on this era as a starting point. Even earlier though was back in 1949. Sir Howard Ridley, a London eye surgeon, performed the first lens implantation, ex-removing a cataract from a patient. Previously cataracts were removed, then that left the patient needing the, the most dense, jam-jar-like glasses like Mr Magoo as a result. It could be a mixed blessing. Seemingly... Howard Ridley had seen so many aircrew eye blast injuries involving aircraft windscreen fragments finding their ways deep into their numerous eyes he was looking at. He noticed certain materials had no obvious effect on the surrounding tissues, bar their just being in the wrong place in the first place. Thus, the inert replacement lens idea was hatched. Nowadays, via a tiny incision under local anaesthetic, the new lens is inserted, unfolded as it lands in the lens capsule, previously home to a cataract laden lens that's been simply emulsified and then sucked out to make way for the new lens. Result excellent vision, often better than the patients had for years. A minor miracle, I still feel. Less heralded are such things as modern antidepressant and antipsychotic medications which may allow previously almost unfathomable psychiatric illness sufferers to regain their place in society. Such things as the first versions of the Mental Health Act in the UK then bringing mental health illness back into the light as the numerous asylums were gradually closed down. Locally, of course, Ballamora Hospital played a huge role in the care of such souls. The change in the care of our patients, who are struck down with a heart attack or even a, well, a stroke, has simply been transformed. Indeed, just recently, a new development allows for rapid transfer of such patients across to the Round Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital for immediate coronary repair work, be it a PCI, a percutaneous intervention, or surgery itself. I've seen the results of this new regime just this very week within our surgery walls. The patient having literally having his broken stopped beating heart only restarted from him lying slumped on the pavement, but fixed, as one of his nine lives was given back, no doubt, in return. Simply astonishing teamwork from all those involved. On this topic, it's never too late to, of course, hone your CPR, Cato, pulmonary Resuscitation Skills never too late. As the population ages though, bits of course start to malfunction in so many ways throughout so many systems in our bodies. This then will be our challenge in the coming years. Balancing reasonable demand and expectation versus what we can reasonably able to offer in return. Some modern therapies are simply extraordinarily expensive. i Post-Covid, and no doubt slightly post-Brexit, many medications' day-to-day items have become either a lot harder to come by or just a lot more expensive. Simple stuff, too. Simple antibiotics, sometimes. The NHS, though, the ethos within its workers, though, remains true to the core values. I think so. Or at least in those I'm acquainted with. Deo gracias. Ah, Deo gracias for that then, And to all those folks... Thanks so much for doing what you do. Until next time, cheerio.